Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Tuesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I am joined as always by producer Jihei Wiley. Jihei, how are you? I am so pumped today, oh. Arash. I know it's it's only two days into the week, but I am so pumped specifically because my Dukies That's are right. playing at Madison Square Garden to kick off the season against the Kentucky Wildcats, Mr. John Calipari's Kentucky Wildcats. I can't wait. I'm so stoked. Exactly. And this is Coach K's uh, final season at Duke. He's 44-2 and two in season openers across his career, but this has got to be the biggest season opener he's had in quite some time. He's 2-0 and in openers against Kentucky, winning back in 1988 and 2018. So a little bit of fun fact for you, G. Hey, I'm, that, I'm assuming you are planning your day around that game. Of course. <laughs> of right. course. Yeah, no. Um, the last game, which you mentioned in 2018, was Zion and R.J. Barrett's ah. Uh, debut as Duke Blue Devils where the world finally did see how great they are. Um, And that game, by the way, a blowout if you look at the uh, the final score. A blowout. It was glorious. It was probably the best one of the best feelings. It would have been nicer to have a title, but it was definitely one of like a great feeling to uh, watch that game and see how great those kids did back then. Are you are you expecting a blowout tonight? Is it going to be a close game? What's no? The, uh... I'm expecting a close game. Right. Uh, spreads two and a half. Duke's favorite at two and a half. So um, I'll take that hook because they do have Joey Baker. I love yeah. me some Joey Baker, uh, who is the captain this year, um, and Wendell is also the uh, captain this year as well. So I'm I'm looking forward to the season. Um, we got a lot of young guys on that roster so it's going to be interesting to see um, a lot of guys left so uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how well they do this year um, they're, they're definitely contenders but I don't think that they're going to be you know it would be nice if they won a championship for Coach K for his yeah. last year but I just don't see it happening but if they surprise me I'll be the happiest exactly. fan in the planet and anything can happen in March Madness so you know if they get to the tournament March Madness who knows what could happen but Jay we do have to begin with the Lakers as normal because I just think that they're the most fascinating team in the league they're the most exciting team in the league they're not the best team in the league far from it they are 6-5 and five right now and they are 6-5 and five because they found a way to hang on to beat Charlotte. And I'm thinking about the show as I'm watching the game last night because, gee, with less than nine minutes to go in the game, the Lakers are up by 14 points. And I'm thinking, I bet you they're going to still make it exciting. I mean, the fact that they're up by 14, the nine minutes left in the game, I'm not, you know, I, I was going to watch throughout regardless. But it is fascinating how this team puts themselves in positions to like either lose a lead or do what they did, which is um, they had to play in overtime. They beat Charlotte. But, gee, when you're up by 14 points against a below 500 team, again, and Charlotte is 5-7 and seven right now. They were 5-6 and six going into the game. You, you have to close that. I've never seen a team, at least a contending team, worse than the Lakers in two respects, closing out games and holding leads. I mean, so far this season, they have blown a 26-point lead, a 19-point lead. They really did blow a 14-point lead and had to come back to beat Charlotte again. They win the game 126-123, to but this team 
is exciting if you don't if you're not a fan of the Lakers. They are maddening for fans here in, in Los Angeles, and I get it. Listen, like LeBron James is not playing right now. You do not need LeBron James to beat a five and seven Charlotte Hornet team. You do not need LeBron James to hold on to a twenty six point lead or a nineteen point lead against a Oklahoma City Thunder team that was two and six because they beat you twice. I mean, so these are the type of games where I'm thinking, listen, if you paid for a ticket last night, you got your money's worth. And if you watch the game, um, listen, it was an exciting game. If you're a fan of the team, though, you want a blowout. Gee, we've talked about this. You as a fan love blowouts. I do too. You know, you, you want to kind of, um, be relaxing at the end of the game. And by the way, if you're a team as old as the Lakers are, you would like to rest your players in the second half, certainly in the fourth quarter. That's not happening. The most amazing thing about this team, though, G.A., Carmelo, it's not just what he's done this season. Staples Center Carmelo is a real thing. So last night, G.A., off the bench, 29 points. That is the most points Carmelo has had off the bench in his career again. He's not normally a bench player. He has become that. But 29 points, Jihei. They don't win this game without him. Um, Anthony Davis, 32 points, 12 rebounds. Russell Westbrook has a triple-double, and I'm beginning to discover why so many fans out there, so many pundits out there were, were like, listen, I know he gets a triple-double every night, but it's it comes at a certain cost. Again, last night, 17 points, 14 assists, 12 boards. Great stat line, but so many mistakes, so many turnovers. Again, last night, seven turnovers. Uh, it, 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 it's frustrating to, to watch and I know that he's still beginning he's still in the process of trying to learn how to play with these guys the problem is a lot of these um mistakes he's making are just so frustrating to watch because no player who is as experienced as he is should be making the passes should should should, should be attempting some of the shots he is and you could tell that Anthony Davis was frustrated at so many points in the game saying Get me the ball. Again, he finishes with 14 assists, so it's not like he's not passing the ball, but the the chemistry is not there right now. Yeah. I mean, going back to Carmelo, and I'm not knocking how he's playing right now. I think he's playing very, very well, but we've seen this before. If you have followed Carmelo Anthony before, you've seen him. This is why he wasn't in the league for, you know, a couple years, because first half mellow of the season, phenomenal. Great. He's going to score all day for you. And I'm hoping that this trend just continues for the Lakers' sake and for Carmelo's sake as well, that he just keeps going on this trend of, you know, doing really well for them and helping the Lakers out. But when we look at second half mellow, and I haven't looked up the stats, but there's a decline. And I get it. You get the older you get, the harder it is to maintain that kind of level of play. Right, because yeah. you get tired, your um, injuries happen, certain like ailments happen. I get that, but this is this is Laker basketball. There, there's an expectation um, in the organization, in fans. There's an expectation for you to play throughout the year, like you played in the beginning. Yeah, um, I don't know if Melo's going to be able to give you that. You know, in the second half, again, he's playing phenomenal right now. But let's wait till the end of the year. End of the year when it's crunch time and you really truly need him. If he can keep playing the way he is, great. Kudos to him. The Lakers are going to do extremely well. Um, going to Russell Westbrook, 
on the other hand, I just don't have a lot of faith, man. Like, I, I just know. don't. I, I've never had a lot of faith. I, like, there's a This reason- was a move that you didn't like at the no. beginning. I mean, like, it, it just didn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. And I know Los Angeles is a town that likes big names. They like superstars. It was a homecoming for him. The problem was, all right, so so you had a championship team that was such a tight-knit group, and you kind of tore that up to kind of play with a few pieces. You bring in Schroeder, you bring in Harrell, but they really blew it up by doing that package deal of KCP, Montres, Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, and I know you're getting a superstar in return, but the number one thing people said, you included, Jihei, like, how is he going to fit on this team? What's the chemistry going to be like? And when is that going to work? Because it's not working right now. And when I see him post-game, like, there's not this, the 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 trust that I had that he would figure it out and that he would want to figure it out, it's just not there. It's, I mean, my view when he came here is, listen, he's accomplished everything he has in his career. He's one most valuable player. He's got all the numbers and the st- stats. And I mean, the, num- the number one thing he has not done is he has not won a championship. So he's going to check everything at the door, figure a way to fit in, and it's going to work. And again, that was just me being like optimistic of this guy c- c- that he's coming back home. He's coming back to Los Angeles and he's tr- going to find a way to win the championship that has eluded him in his career. And it has been so frustrating to watch. The yeah. turnovers, the mistakes every night. Yeah, I mean, how long do you give him? Not, well, how much man. time do you give him? You can't trade him, though. I mean, his contract, no. you know, but they have to figure out a way to, to make it work. But they have to change something at some point, Gia, because this team, chemistry-wise, is not there. Again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I was worried watching that game. At some point, the decision will be made that Frank Vogel has lost this team. I don't think it's there right now. They came back and won. Um, This was the easy part of the season. This was the beginning of the season where you beat up on Charlotte, you beat up on the Thunder, you beat up on Houston, the Spurs, and whatever. And I always told people... I said, I bet you they start strong. I bet you they start 10 and 2, but take it with the grain of salt because look at who they're playing. Well, it's not going to be like anywhere near that. And then that's the problem because now the schedule, you know, is going to get harder. It's going to get harder because they go on the road and they're actually going to be playing contending teams, not below 500 teams, where they cannot hold leads. Nine minutes left in a game. You can't hold a 14-point lead. You can't hold a 26-point lead against the Thunder. You can't hold a 19-point lead at home against the Thunder. It's embarrassing. And so at some point, they have to figure it out. I don't know how you do that. There's not a, a, a switch with this team. One more stat with Carmelo, because I just think it's fascinating the uh, season that he's having, in particular at Staples Center, Jihei. He is shooting 64.4% from three at Staples Center. That's crazy. So that's good news. But here's the problem. You're in trouble if you're depending on Carmelo at this point in his career to be dropping 20-some-odd points per night. That's just not... You can't expect that. You're talking about a guy who was not even in the league a year and a half ago or two years ago. Um, So they do have to figure out a more sustainable way to play. It's not working right now. And again, they find a way to get these big leads, but it does tell you about a team when they can't close quarters, they can't close games, and they can't keep leads. And a way, little interesting stat uh, via StatMuse, 
he is averaging away eight eight and a half points, three oh, and a wow. half boards, and one steal in the two games on the road this season so far. That's so, amazing. I mean, that like if that doesn't tell you a lot, guys. I mean, no. I don't I don't know. You know that that's it's great. You should be, and this may sound really harsh or whatever, call it whatever whatever you want, but. You should be playing your greatest at home. Yeah. That's why they call it the home court advantage, right? Yeah. You should be playing like this at home. But the true test is playing away. Can you score those double digits away? Can you have those triple doubles away? Can you have even a double digit game away? Can you shoot 65% from three uh, away? You know, yeah. with all the booze and all the you know people calling out your name and everything in a not so happy fashion, yeah. you know? Can you stand up to the pressure? And maybe that's just something that... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like these guys are vets. They should have, they should already be there. There's, there shouldn't be like a huge gap. We shouldn't be giving these guys like months upon months to figure it out. No, 100%. I mean, here's the problem. And um, the, the issue is they're playing without LeBron James right now. And if we're being realistic, this team has no chance to win a championship without LeBron James. So this is not the full team. The issue is you don't need LeBron James to beat the teams that they're losing to or to beat the teams that they're struggling against. You do not need LeBron James to keep a 26-point lead against the Thunder, to keep a 19-point lead at home against the Thunder, to keep a 14-point lead at home against Charlotte. They're not healthy right now. That being said, the, the, the players that they have right now, the fact that they have not figured out a way to play together, that's why... My my concern is with the coach here because that is the quickest way to change things up. The quickest way to change things up is to replace the coach because you're not trading. You're, I mean, the Russell Westbrook contract is untradeable for the Lakers. It's just not possible. So then it's like, what move are you going to make that's actually going to move the needle? Are you going to do something with DeAndre Jordan or Dwight Howard or uh, Monk? Or I mean, th th that's not going to move the, the the needle. That's not going to change things. I mean, the, the struggles that they are having are at the top of the team. And listen, let, let's be honest. Even when they were healthy, G, at the, the beginning of the season, when LeBron was playing, they were still struggling. So th th that's not the, the problem. You can kind of lean on that, and I've talked about that. The, this, the problem with this team is much deeper than that. And again, I am a Los Angeles guy. I'm always very optimistic. The truth is a lot of people around the country did say, these are a lot of old guys. We don't know how the pieces are this team will fit. How does Russell Westbrook fit with LeBron James, with Anthony Davis, with Carmelo? With I mean, how are these pieces going to fit together? And my problem is... Rob Palinka did assemble a championship team. And so you don't keep that team together. I actually like the moves that they made, and I still contend if they were healthy, they would have found a way to go to the finals, maybe win the championship. I, I did like the moves that they made. So if you wanted to tweak it this during the summer, that, that's fine. They took a sledgehammer to the thing. They took a sledgehammer to it. They traded away KCP, Kyle Kuzma. Again, big parts of that championship team. Harrell. Harrell's having a fantastic year. I, I don't know what happened with Frank Vogel and Harrell. But you're talking about a sixth man of the year right there. Schroeder. He's fine. I mean, like the team that they had last year when healthy was, in my view, the best team in the West. Again, because of Utah and Phoenix, but whatever. I'm not worried about Utah and Phoenix. 
the the fact that they in in if you want to say it was because of LeBron James, that's fine. But there's something to be said for chemistry. And you really took a sledgehammer to, to that thing by trading away three guys that were on. Okay, so two guys were on a championship team. Harrell was a sixth man of the year. And you're bringing Russell Westbrook. And, and, and again, at the time, I'm thinking, okay, let's see. How, like, But there were so many people who've covered him during his entire career who said, how the heck is this going to work? How is he going to fit in with this team? And we're seeing it night after night, G, the 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 turnovers and it began in the preseason and he laughed it off and we all said well that's the preseason it's continued now through the first 10 plus games of the season and there's no light switch i see with this guy this is how he's played his entire career i don't think they can win a championship with this current group of guys the pieces just don't look like they fit yeah, and and I don't want to say time's running out because it's so early in the no, season yeah. still. But for me, for a vet to have not made these adjustments right now, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I'd give you a month after preseason. That's fine, you know. But yeah. it's been it's been over a month there, buddy. Like it's it's time to move forward. It's time to move on. Um, again, like I said, they traded away their youth. Yeah, in, in replacement for a vet, which I totally understand that. This is definitely but, a win now team. I mean, yes. it goes without saying. You, yes. know, you bring in Carmelo and Dwight Howard and Russell Westbrook. I mean, this is a win now team. And it's a win now team because LeBron is in a win now mode. And if you are to believe what's you know being reported or the rumors, I mean, I mean, if LeBron put together this team, he's in a win now mode. I mean, he's not thinking about two years from now. No, and he's also in a win now age. He's no oh, spring well, that's chicken, why. Yeah. you know. So like, it, this makes sense. This makes sense for all these guys to be on this roster because this is obviously a win now team. The Lakers franchise in the last like however many four or five years has been a win now yeah. franchise. So I get I get the moves. Um, I just don't agree with the moves. No. You know, I, but again, I'm not the GM and I'm not Genie. So I'm not, you know, you got to trust them as an organization, don't you, a little bit? Just wait No, this listen, out? these guys are on paper some of the most talented players in league history. So, like, the hope is they're going to figure out a way for this to make it work. And by the way, LeBron James in LeBron James teams in the past have struggled at the beginning of the season. You go back to when he was with the Heat. That team was, like, 9-8 and eight or something. It's a little bit different, though. LeBron was young. Dwayne Wade was at the prime of his career. Chris Bosh was at the prime. The problem here is twofold. These guys are a, lo- a lot older. And so it's not like, okay, give them some time. Like, I don't think Carmelo is going to be playing a lot better than what he's doing right now. The other problem with this team is that the schedule was so stacked in your favor at the beginning of the season. The first 12 games, like, again, I'm looking at that thing going, like, they're going to be 10-2, and two, but they're going to be 10-2 and two against some of the, the worst teams in the league, and they're playing at home. They're probably going to be 6-6 six and six after 12 games. And so that's the worry that I have with this team. There's not this moment in the schedule where I'm like, okay, here's the soft spot. They are in the soft spot, and they are a 500 team at the beginning of the season. And that's the problem that, that I have is that, they again not closing out quarters, not closing out games, not keeping leads. Good teams do that. Championship teams do that. Championship teams, when they're against the worst team in the league, when they are against the Oklahoma City Thunder and they have a 26 point lead, they don't blow the first 26 point lead in franchise history. A championship team does not do that. And then the next time that they play them, 
what do you do? You, you, it's payback time, right? It's payback time. So when you got a 19-point lead at home, you make that 19-point lead a 26-point lead and you shut them out. Well, what did they do? They blew a 19-point lead at home. And so this happens nightly. Again, last night, they figured out a way to win, but they blew a 14-point lead. You cannot do that to below 500 teams. Listen, if, if they're doing this against Milwaukee, that happens. If they're doing this against the best teams in the league, that happens. You do not do this against below 500 lottery teams, young teams. It, it just makes no sense to me. Um, it's frustrating. I know a lot of people in Los Angeles and Las Vegas and all over are frustrated watching this team. So we're going to leave it there for now. When we come back, I've said a lot about this team. GA has said a lot about this team. We are going to hear from two of the stars of the game, from Anthony Davis, from Carmelo, about what went right and also what went wrong and what does this team have to do to turn things around. We will hear from them when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 and 98.5 The Fan. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around... Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Year 1090 in Southern California and 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas. We talked about it in the first segment. Frustrating game for the Lakers. They, they find a way to win. They're the most exciting team in the league, far from the best team in the league, which we thought that they possibly could be this season. But again, the most exciting team because it doesn't matter whether they're up by 26 points, 19 points, 14 points like they were with less than nine minutes to go last night. That game is going to go down to the wire they went into overtime. The Lakers with a 14-point lead with less than nine minutes to go had to go to OT to beat the 5-7 and seven Charlotte Hornets, 126-123. to 123. And it was the same problem that has been really just hurting the Lakers this entire season is bad plays, turnovers, needless turnovers. Again, Russell Westbrook, for the second time this year, has a triple-double, 17 points, 14 assists, 12 boards, but seven turnovers, seven really bad turnovers. Again, when you watch the replay of that game, just needless plays, frustrating to watch, just just frustrating for the entire team, and you could see that. And when you talk about a team having chemistry problems, they're not at that finger-pointing stage quite yet, but, I mean, if this continues and and... That's that's the problem that, that I have here is is that the pieces don't look like they fit. And if they start pointing fingers, if Frank Vogel loses the locker room, if they, they don't trust what he's saying, if they don't look by the way, the, the, the Anthony Davis fadeaway three at the end of that game, that was not a drawn up call from Frank Vogel. I don't know what Frank Vogel called in that situation. I can promise you, I can assure you, he did not have a um, a Davis fadeaway three. So Listen, it, it's, it's frustrating. But now let's uh, hear from, from Anthony Davis, from Carmelo Anthony about last night's game and their really comeback win. We got two texts. There was a lot going on at, at, at that particular moment. Um, <clears throat> it, was, it was just a lot of passion, a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, trying to figure it out. Um, and the moment got five free throws. So that was, that was a big part. 
of, uh, of the game, especially coming down the stretch. Spent some time talking about the way you feel shooting the ball in this building and you know, seven more threes tonight. You're third in the league so far in made threes overall. All but one have come in this building. Uh, how, how have you wrapped your mind around where you're getting the shots, the rhythm that you're in, and, and how that, that's been a part of the season so far? Well, just I mean, I'm just taking advantage of it. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not thinking about it. Just playing, just playing ball, catching and shooting. Um, you know, not giving the defense a chance to, you know, to get back out and close out. Um, you know, it's just something that I, I've always worked on. You know, people don't see it, but I, I always work on, on that part of my game. And <clears throat> you guys are actually seeing it um, more often now. So I feel good, man. I, you know, I feel like I'm in a great rhythm. Uh, I feel like I'm just taking advantage of, of what's out there on the offensive end. My teammates is, is believing in me and finding me, uh, and they're leaving it up to me to, to knock those shots down. Mel, just how open are these looks that you're getting this year? Well, they're open. Uh, I mean, a lot of some of them are coming in uh, like transition when the defense is all the way back, uh, me trailing into the into the three. Um, some of them are coming off of the attention that that Russ and AD and even when when Brown was playing, the attention <clears throat> the attention that those guys get. It's just a matter of me just getting to the getting to the right spot and those guys finding me at that point. Is Stable Center a good shooter's gym? Like, <laughs> I always thought Staples was a good shooter's gym. Even back in the day, I, you know, I used to think Staples was a good shooting gym. But it was, it's different when you uh, when you're an opponent as opposed to you know home team. And now I'm on the, the other side of that, so you you get that energy, you <clears throat> you get that momentum, you get the, the 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 crowd you know behind you, you get your teammates behind you. Uh, and that's that's what we need. That's the Lakers basketball that that we need to play, play hard, get the crowd into it because we want to make this a tough place to, to come in and play. Melo, something that has a lot of us amazed, and well, especially me, you were almost out of the league a couple of years ago, man. Yeah, I know. Like, no, no, <laughs> no one wanted you. I, I think about that every day. Really? Yeah. And so what does it mean to you to be at this point where you're playing this well when everyone thought that Camilla Anthony was done? Well, the, the problem with that is Everyone else thought that. I, I never believed that. You know what I'm saying? It's something that I, I took that on the chin. Uh, I, I dealt with it. I lived with it. Uh, played the scenarios all through my head for months. Uh, and then I'm not, but I never doubted myself in, in anything that I did. So I always stay solid on who I am, what I can do. Uh, and if the right situation for that came, then I, I was taking that situation at that point, was, which, which was Portland. They opened their doors up to me, and they gave me the same opportunities. Hey, Melo. Um, you mentioned following up on Dave's question, question that Staples is a, a shooter's gym that you've played. I mean, the Garden, you had that behind you. Moda Center, which is largely considered one of the best crowds in the league, you had that behind you. At what point did you realize, just every time you're in Staples, it seems like the crowd inhales and exhales with every shot you take. Did that start to feel like a different thing than maybe what you've experienced in the past, or, or is it? Yeah, it's, it's different. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when I was in New York, it was a it was a different, it was a similar feeling, but it was a different type of feeling in New York. The energy, the crowd was, was always there. The intensity of, of, of the crowds in New York is, is different. Uh, you know, Portland is a lot different, a little bit more laid back, but they're very passionate. You know, their fans are very passionate. They get behind their players and. Staples is Staples has always been different, you know. 
and also the team that we that we have, you know, it, it almost keep us keeps me sharp. You know, I got to stay on top of my game, knowing that, you know, I, the personnel that I have alongside me, that I I have to do what I have to do best in order for us to have a you know a, a good chance to to win it. And as long as I do that, uh, I think we'll be okay. Mel, Frank was selling, and maybe he was being a little tongue-in-cheek, but I think it was serious is that one of the reasons he likes having you off the bench is because how into it the crowd gets, and there's sort of a surge of energy that comes when you, even when you get to the scores table. That's the only reason? <laughs> but, but, come, on, come on, Frank. <laughs> I guess for you, I know it was an adjustment coming off the bench. Is that something when you hear just the crowd just anticipating you checking in is that something that well, makes it I mean, worth it? it? It wasn't, coming here wasn't an adjustment coming off the bench. I've, I've, I've accepted that coming here. Uh, the first time I've, came off the, I've come off the bench it was a hard time coming off the bench. It was something that I, I didn't know how to react to. I didn't know how to respond to. It was something foreign to me. It was something that I've never done before. Uh, outside of playing with, with the USA team, but that, that was totally different. But having that experience coming off the bench <clears throat> and understanding and being able to see the flow of the game and, and what's needed and the energy that's needed to come off the bench and just coming in there and just, just fitting right in. Uh, I, I've adapted to that, I've accepted that, <clears throat> especially before I came here when I got that call. So coming off the bench is something that I've, I've accepted. You know, I don't even think about it. I haven't thought about it. It's just something that that's what's best for this team. Last question, Bill. Mello, AD shared with us that uh, he threw up between the third and fourth quarter, or at the end of the third quarter, he Did said. They? Yeah. Um, and just, for a guy who... <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, this, so, well, maybe now I need you to uh, um, project on this, on this question then. But uh, he, for a guy who's battled you know, a label as, uh, you know, of not being tough throughout his career, what, what does that sort of that leadership demonstrate in those moments, you know, obviously the way he played, you know, obviously down the, down the stretch and, and in overtime? Well, I mean, I don't know who questioned that about him. Maybe you guys question, maybe you guys write that and question that. But I'm, I'm around him. Uh, I, I know what type of player he is. I know what type of person he is. Um, it's a lot on him. I mean, he is, he is one of the leaders of this team, but again, you broke, you broke the news to me again. I didn't know he threw up in his that's two times. Uh, I didn't know he, you know, I didn't know he, he threw up. Uh, but for him to do that and still come back and, and, and help us win this game and get this victory, that, that just says a lot about him. I, I think a lot of times we, <clears throat> we 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 find a narrative and we try to stick to it when it comes to athletes. And I know he's not soft. I know he's tough. I know if if he's out there, he can play. He's going to play. So that, that's the only thing that matters to me. Ad. Uh... How did, how did things look to you in the, in the fourth, and, and how do you guys think you kind of regrouped in, in time for overtime to win it? Um, <clears throat> we had the lead, and we kind of let it slip away with the, the, the foul, two tucks. Um, I think some delay. Again, he had shot five straight free throws. You know, he had game five points, so. Um, and they kind of gave him a rhythm and gave him some hope. But it's a young team. They don't give up. They got guys who can score the ball. Um, 
They was able to regain the lead uh, in overtime, hit some big shots, get some big stops, um, and win the game. Eddie, what type of uh, confidence do you guys have as a team have in Carmelo Anthony right now, the way he's shooting the ball, particularly at Staples Center, he's shooting like 65% from yeah, three 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 three. at home. Yep. Um, <coughs> he's a shooter. He's a scorer. You don't have what you, don't know how many points he got, but he got a lot. Um, it's not a fluke. So when he's when he's open, we try to find him. Um, anytime we shoot the ball, I think it's going in. Um, he just gives us confidence. He gives us momentum. Um, crowd gets into it. Bench gets into it. Um, it's just a different type of feeling when he shoots the ball and it goes in, especially a three. Um, gets us, gets us hype, gets us excited to go on the other end, get a stop, try to find him again. Um, so now we just need the same thing. <laughs> We're messing with him. We need the same thing on the road. <laughs> AD, you guys have blown three big leads to teams. Tonight you won the game. Is there any sense in you tonight that you were not going to let you guys lose this game after collapsing against Oklahoma? Yeah, I mean, they lost four in a row, um, and so they needed a win, but we needed a win, you know, most. Like, we, we wasn't losing this game. And like I said, we had the game under control, um, and, you know, that whole spill of a couple texts, the late games, we got foul, had two free throws and things like that, um, kind of let them get back into the game, you know, so. Um, you know, we just want to make sure that one, learn from our mistakes of blowing um, leads, um, but also making sure that you know, no matter what we do, we got to get the win tonight. Haiti, is it a bit unbelievable that just a short while ago Carmelo was out of the league? Um, it's definitely surprising. Um, you know what he's able to bring to a team. You know, what we've seen over the last three years. Uh, he's, like I said, a great scorer, um, great mentor for guys, um, leadership. Uh, he's savvy. He's a, he's a vet. He knows the game. Um, and he brings so much to our team. And for us, uh, he brings all those things I just mentioned um, and helped us win a lot of games this year uh, just with his performance alone. Um, so it's definitely surprising um, and shocking that he, you know, that nobody won him a couple, couple years ago. Um, but you know, we'll be more than happy to have them. Yeah, um, just leadership. You know, Melo and, uh, is in my ear a lot. You know, just about leading the team and um, you know controlling the team. You know, especially with LBs, especially with the LBs out. Um, and we don't have all our guys yet, so you know, guys are playing a lot of minutes right now. Um, but you know, it's my job to make sure that I you know take command of the team. And even when LBs playing, you know, uh, you know, they, they, we had a little player meeting early you know, in the season. Um, well, before the season. But that was one of the things the guys told me, just, you know, make sure I stay um, in control of the team and, and um, just putting guys where they need to be and, and um, doing it with leadership, just bring that leadership um, skill set out and, and um, just helping the guys out. 
So that's just started doing. That's definitely the mindset, um, you know, on the team, but especially when, when Brian's out. Does that come natural to you, or is it something you feel like you had to push yourself to grow into? Um, I had to grow into it for sure, but I've, I've been comfortable with that, you know, past you know, like three, four, or five years. Um, and you know, it first happened with when I was in New Orleans with Doe. Um, you know, he was the first one to kind of like, okay, this is the time, you know, where you lead, where you lead us to to wins, to the playoffs, or whatever. And um, I don't have to do as much because. You know, Brian, this is what he do. So um, I try to lead in other ways. But um, now he's out. You know, we lose his voice. Um, and now it's my, my time to, to fill that in. Thank you. Yep. AD, you've mentioned that sequence in the in the fourth a bunch of times here already with the five free throws. Um, what was it you guys were objecting to in that moment? What was the frustration? And then, and then two, I mean, this is such a veteran-laden team. Um, what is your perspective on you know what? giving up three points in that situation when it's essentially you know mm -hmm. self-inflicted wounds? Yeah, um, a lot of games this year we lost, so we beat ourselves, whether it was turnovers or um, not being able to score the basketball, <coughs> uh, breaking down defensively, um, but. We thought that it was a, um, a clean strip. It wasn't a foul, and I think Frank was trying to challenge it, but he had the ball already, and um, so we were, you know, arguing that that we wanted to challenge. And uh, when he had the ball, Melo walked across the lane. Um, we already had a delay, and they gave Melo a tech for talking, <clears throat> a tech for the delay, um, and then Russ ended up getting a tech. I, mean, I was just telling the, telling the guys, like, um, we had no time score situation. Like, I understand the frustration, but at the same time, you know, we're giving him free points. And he made all five. Um, and so that kind of just, you know, drained us a little bit. Um, gave him, like I said, gave him hope, gave him confidence um, to still be in the game. And we, I think, had like a nine-point lead or something like that. So, um you know, we got to do a better job of controlling our emotions in those situations. Uh, obviously, before the last game, Frank told us that you threw up four times and said you had head cold tonight. Can't help but hearing something in your voice. Um, just wondering what the last couple of days have been like for you to try and prepare for this game and how you're feeling right now. Um, a lot of sleep, um, a lot of fluids, trying to eat a little bit. Uh, the Portland game was rough. Yeah, I mean, four times before the game. And then once when I didn't come back, just had no energy. Um, even did it one time tonight at the end of the third. But just trying to find energy to go out there and compete with the guys, you know. Um, little chewables to give you energy and Gatorade and all these little things to just get me through the game, you know. Um, 20 minutes I play, 43 minutes, so 43 minutes of work. Now I got 48 hours to replenish. So hopefully I feel better the next couple of days. And if not, we'll do it again. Yeah, every quarter, end of the third. <coughs> it is what it is, life, baby. All right, that was Anthony Davis, Carmelo, Anthony talking about last night's game with the Lakers led by 14 points had to go into overtime to, to, to defeat the Charlotte Hornets. They are now 6-5 and five on the season. If the season 
thankfully the season's not done <laughs> yet, but it's always fun to look at the standings and where teams are at and how they're doing. Right now, if the season were to end today, the Clippers are five and four. They'd be the seventh seed. Lakers would be the eighth seed at six and five. Golden State Warriors, by the way, without Klay Thompson. Without James Weissman, they are 9-1. They are looking like the championship contenders we thought that they could look like. But the Lakers, what is it going to take for them to turn this around? If they get LeBron James back, is that going to be enough? Is that going to be enough? Or is it more than that? I mean, because quite honestly, this team did not look that great when LeBron was, was playing. Obviously, you need LeBron back. If you're going to be a championship team, you need LeBron James back. But... The, the the issues for this team go deeper than that. They're not playing well defensively. They're making needless turnovers. They can't hold a lead. They can't close out quarters. They can't close out games. And so at some point in time, they have to figure this out. Um, and if they don't, listen, I think if you're Rob Palenka and your name is attached to this team in terms of putting this team together, a lot of talk out there that this is LeBron James's team. He put this team together. If it doesn't look like it's working, and if you're Rob Palenka, if you're Genie Bus, you got to be like, hey, hey, we we put this team t- t- together the way that you wanted it. We are not going to be a 500 team this year. This is a championship contending team. And so whatever moves they have to make, they have to look t- to make those moves again. We're just 11 games into the season. So I'm not going to rush to judgment, but it certainly doesn't look like these pieces all fit together. We'll see how they do moving forward. When they get healthy and when LeBron James comes back. All right, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. So it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to gloss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.